0: This is a financial promotion. If you decide to invest, please remember that investment involves risk. Investments can go up and down in value, so you can get back less than what you put in. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance and may not be repeated. The data included in this podcast is according to the World Gold Council and correct at the time of recording. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Ravenscroft Croft podcast series. I'm Stuart Moyles and I'm joined by my colleague Matt Girard. Together, we make up the Precious Metals team here at Ravenscroft. Today's topic is the gold standard, focusing on the relationship between gold and the US dollar. So without further ado, I'll hand
1: over to Matt, who will share his knowledge of the history of gold. Thanks, Stu. Uh, A logical place to start with this topic is, like you say, the history. Um, We'll start at the very beginning. In 1792, the Coinage Act was introduced in the US and it basically standardized the unit of, of money there. It was originally equal to around, just, o- just over 24 grams of silver, and then for a period following this, the dollar was linked to both silver and gold, which was known as the bimetallic standard. Uh, during this time, gold was recognised as being around 15 times the price of silver. Then in 1862, the first $1 bill was printed as a legal tender note, which is what we know the US dollar as today, 1900s. Uh, the Gold Standard Act was signed uh, and linked the dollar solely to gold. So it basically demonetized silver. US dollars could be redeemed with the US Treasury uh, for a fixed amount of gold coins. So if you owned a certain amount of dollars, you could walk into the Treasury and walk out with a certain amount of gold coin. Uh, 1933. President, the U.S. President Franklin Roosevelt signs a series of executive orders, uh, the most uh, relevant to gold being Executive Order 6102. This required all persons to deliver their gold bullion certificates owned, owned by them um, back to the Federal Reserve. Um, so they were basically taking everyone's gold from them. Uh, and any violation to this Executive order was punishable by fine or up to 10 years in prison. So it's a pretty severe, we're going to take all your gold back um, and you can't have any at home. Uh, so interesting times there. In 1934, the year after that, they revised the price of gold to the dollar. So gold went from being around $20, $20 to the ounce to $35 per troy ounce. Following this, the probably the biggest bit of legislation that changed the course of the US dollar and gold was in 1971, where the gold standard was permanently abandoned by President Richard Nixon in response to rising inflation. This was one of several attempts taken at the time to improve the US economy. Um, the dollar had recently fallen 7.5% against the Deutsche Mark. Uh, and nations various nations have began redeeming their their dollars in reserves for gold uh, in response to to the u s dollar price falling. Um, so everyone was basically panicking getting out of the dollar um, redeeming for for gold gold bullion and and taking that as their their reserves um, it's now referred to as the nixon shock and i'm sure a lot more people are familiar with that as it's a bit more modern um, and it ended the convertibility of dollars to gold. Um, And although at the time, the US had a substantial amount of gold reserves, the amount that nations were trying to redeem at the time, uh, there wouldn't have been anywhere near enough to continue covering um, at the rates uh, they needed. Since leaving the gold standard, most nations still hold significant amounts of gold as a reserve asset. And as Stuart will explain, the appetite is still as strong as ever. Thanks, Matt.
0: So, central banks are responsible for their nation's currencies, which can be subject to swings in value depending on the perceived strength or weakness of the underlying economy. Central banks have different strategic objectives compared to institutional investors. Official reserves must be held in assets that are safe and liquid. As gold has been used as a store of value and medium of exchange for centuries, it's considered a a safe haven asset. There are several reasons central banks hold gold in their reserves, one of which is stability. So gold is often seen as a stable asset that can offer protection against economic uncertainties, including inflation, currency fluctuations, and geopolitical risks. The confidence in a currency is important, so by holding reserves, central banks aim to instill confidence in their currency. The presence of gold in central bank reserves Can signal stability and credibility, which can offer reassurance to investors and other countries about the value of the currency. And diversification. Central banks diversify their reserves to reduce risk. By holding a mix of assets, including gold, they can minimize the impact of any potential devaluation or volatility in other reserve currencies or investments. The amount of gold held by central banks varies from country to country and this is influenced by various factors including historical and cultural reasons, economic considerations, and government policies. Central banks such as those of the United States and Germany hold significant amounts of gold, while others may hold smaller amounts or some none. 2022 saw record purchases of gold by central banks, and according to the World Gold Council's Central Bank Survey, 70% expect gold reserves to increase over the next 12 months. To give you some figures, the USA holds over 8,000 tonnes of gold, which makes up 68% of their reserves. This holding is more than the next three largest holders, Germany, Italy and France combined. It's important to note that gold reserves do not directly determine the value of currency in the modern financial system. Currencies are primarily valued based on a range of factors including interest rates, economic indicators, and both political and market stability. While gold can have an indirect impact on currency value, its influence is usually more significant during times of extreme market volatility or crises when investors seek safe haven assets. Gold's inverse relationship with the US dollar, which is itself another major asset reserve, provides an added element to its appeal.
1: Matt you're going to talk a little bit more about that in detail now. Thanks, Stu. And as you mentioned, uh, gold and the US dollar's relationship is often described as having a, being an inverse relationship. Um, so when one increases, the other one decreases. Uh, there are several countries in which the US dollar is legal tender and even more that it's just accepted even if it's not the official currency. It's the most traded currency in the world um, and it became established as that following the end of World War II when it replaced the British pound. Both gold and the dollar are often seen as global currencies and have been interlinked since the dollar's inception. Although they aren't related like they were previously, where you could walk into the US treasury and swap your dollars for gold, there's still a strong connection as it is still a dollar denominated asset. If all other factors remain unchanged, a stronger dollar will generally mean a a lower gold price. If the dollar weakens, the opposite happens. The gold price tends to increase. Um, for example, if the gold price is $2,000 an ounce and your sterling us dollar rate is, is 1.5 an ounce of gold, which is $2,000 costs you around 1,333 pounds. If the dollar strengthens and the rate then becomes 1.2 dollars to the pound, this would then cost you 1,666 pounds for that same ounce of gold. Typically, rates are affected following Fed meetings and U.S. data being released. Short-term volatility is normal following these uh, meetings, especially in the precious metals markets where figures are when, when these figures are made public. The last few years have highlighted that the world can be extremely unpredictable uh, and this will play a massive part in these markets. So gold's relationship with the US dollar is an important cog in the wheel, but it is also one of many. Thanks, Matt. Really enjoyed that. Hope you've
0: enjoyed it too. Uh, Look forward to you joining us on the next Ravenscroft podcast. Thanks a lot.